0: Yo sé bien que estoy afuera, pero el día que yo me muera, sé que tendrás que llorar. Llorar y llorar, dirás que no me quisiste, pero vas a estar muy triste y así te me vas a quedar. Con dinero y sin dinero, yo hago siempre lo que quiero y mi palabra es la ley. No tengo trono ni reina, ni nadie quien me comprenda, pero sigo siendo el rey. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Manny. Thank you. Thank you, David.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I wanted to just sit back and take in the whole concert. I don't want to do podcasts. podcast. I want to listen to everything.
0: <laughs> I want to just continue. Thank you, man. That was from... Um, the Mexican icon Vicente Fernandez who passed away um, last year in December and he was a big uh, uh, exponent of the Mexican music uh, all the way around the world so he was you know one of a one of us culture uh, representatives in the world so I really like that song and that that calls the the king you know el rey
1: so great it's a great selection thank you very much and and so uh, you're in Maryland you're in Washington
0: Yes, I'm in uh, Maryland. Yes, Okay. so we're three Very hours close to the D.C. area.
1: Yeah, we're three hours difference. I'm in Toronto. You got you're in Maryland. So we, we're making this work and there might be a little bit of connectivity, but we'll, we'll get the conversation out there. Uh, we'll get we'll get all the, the, the stuff that we need to get out there so everyone can listen and and, and appreciate what we have to share. That's what we're going to try to do today
0: awesome i'm excited thanks for having me many
1: all right so let's get the deets out I, like i said before we started recording i'm not going to try to pronounce your last name because i don't want to butcher it but david and you go ahead what's your how do you pronounce your last name david parra there we go the mexican carpenter is here and you're a carpenter and a gc are you a gc or a carpenter first which one's first
0: well, carpet the first, but I do a lot of, uh, you know, a whole house from the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, we can get into that yeah, uh, later we're, we're on. We're going yeah, to totally yeah. get into
1: that. Uh, www.mexicancarpenter.com and the email is pcworkshop at yahoo.com. And on Instagram, it's The Mexican Carpenter. So... Yep. Welcome. I just want to do a quick shout out to Tony TC Installations. I'm wearing his tee today. As I promised everybody, we've been doing all the new shows and, and I'm going to wear someone else's t-shirt every time I do a show and give them a shout out. So uh, let's begin. But I, I do want to begin and, and I really hope that a lot more people start watching the show instead of just listening to the show. And I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing behind you, which is your workshop that you built a few years back. But I do love that you've got a collection of I'd say everything's there and I see one one DeWalt, one little small impact DeWalt in the corner. That's it. But uh, I see everybody else there. Well, is anybody missing?
0: Well, we got we got a bunch of tools. Actually all the DeWalt are in the job site right now. We're working <laughs> on a penthouse in DC so all the DeWalts are out, especially the miter saw and a table saw. Yeah. That's what we got. Yeah, the yellow brand. Is that in, what in most there, of the
1: guys so. out West are, are using for carpentry? They're using
0: yellow, they're using DeWalt i would say i would say you know the three that makita milwaukee and uh and the world are are the most three three brands you see it on the job sites here yeah now you can i don't know if you in canada but flex is taking is taking a lot of of the um you know the the market out there
1: so correct me if i'm wrong you might know more than me but who is flex somebody's
0: behind flex no? flex it's uh, from my understanding flex is a new brand it's launched two years to go, but they've been in the business uh the main brand is chevron okay and they they make Eagle products and they make um a skill saw and other other brands in europe but they pretty known the market for the last hundred years so they really know what what to do with batteries and things like that so you like it have you tried it yes yes actually they sent me a bunch of their tools and they they impressed me at the beginning that they sent me the first set of uh, tools a year ago right before they was going to launch it and man I, I was impressed with the with the uh, with the quality
1: good good
0: all right so david how young are you man I'm 40 actually I turned 40 in September yes
1: happy belated
0: (laughs) thank you Yeah, yeah yeah
1: how did this all start for you man where did it all begin for you why did you or how did you get into carpentry and GC and construction
0: yes uh well I came to the U.S. when I was around 15 years old so it was in 1997 I came to um Los Angeles California And I was there for like about six months. And obviously, as uh, many immigrants came from the South, um, you know, I was a young uh, and, uh, you know, with a lot of uh, dreams on my mind. Back in Mexico, I didn't have, you know, the opportunity. I didn't really like the school. So I was like telling my mom that I just not good enough for school. It was like... You know, sitting for a long period of time in the same, you know, building and just listen to the teachers what we need to do. And it was not for me. It was it was really bad. So I decided to uh, with my with with the, the, my mom and my dad, they don't give me the permission to 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 do that, to make that decision to yeah. come to the U.S. by myself uh, and the age of 15. You know, so that was like, oh, my God, that's just i cannot believe my son do that at 17. he will be lost uh but i decided came uh one of my cousins was in in los angeles and one of my cousins was in uh one of my family members was in washington dc in in 1997. so i called them and i said you know what i want to come i want to work and i want to you know see what happened i honestly i was only planning to come for like year year two then, you know, collect some money and come back to Mexico and make something there. Uh, that was my, you know, my idea when I was 15. Um, so I start in, in in Los Angeles working on a flower shop, making bunch, making, you know, flower decorations and things like that. And I was I, I was very young. So I have a lot of issues to find, you know, somebody give me opportunity to, to work. Uh, so uh my cousin, I was making $20 in a, a day in, in, in California. Wow, back in the 90s. So I was working, wow. I was, yeah, I was working nine to five and Monday to Friday, and I was making only, you know, 100 bucks a week. So, but it was enough to pay my rent, you know, to collect my food and things like that. But uh, my cousin, he was working in D.C. Now he was in construction, and they was making, started making $9 an hour. Uh, So I'm yeah. like, oh man, yeah, I definitely want to come to D.C., and I remember the first uh, the first night I arrived to DC, I was gonna I, I want to come back to 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 California. It was cold here, you know. It's a, it's a different environment, yep. and uh, yeah, the cold I it was not for me. So at the beginning of the those two three months in Washington DC, I was like, no, nah, you know what? I want to go back to, to Long Beach, California. You know, I don't care if I was making twenty thousand an hour. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, the general contractor for the building that i that i was working at the time he was from mexico and obviously he, he knows my age so he gave me the opportunity to work there as a laborer and, and um i know it was an old building in georgia avenue right in downtown in dc and it was um renovation of the of the whole building so he told me right from the back you, you have to be be careful because here is a different you know environment if they we catch we we're going to be in trouble All, everybody's going to be in trouble so he, he, he kept me in the uh, labor uh, for a while in the basement working, the, demo the whole, you know, concrete uh, uh, floor. I remember I was carrying with wheelbarrows and, you know, people with more experience, they was, you know, running machines, skill lotters and things like that. So from that um, two, three months period, I started thinking like what I was going to do with my life, right? I like to work with my hands, but I, it, was, it was really physical work most of the times. So uh, I start, you know, like thinking about if I want to keep my career in construction, I must learn, you know, uh, learn to drive the machines, to operate the machines and, you know, learn to use the tools. And that's how it started, honestly. So I I worked there for like eight months, six, eight months. And then uh, the project ends and uh, I moved to Maryland. And um, so at the time, I was not having a lot of experience. And uh, one guy, he was starting up a new comp- a company and he was going to do framing uh, houses. So he was looking for carpenters. At the time, I didn't know anything about carpenters. I don't even know what was a piece square and, you know, the uh, read the measure, uh, things like that, or to wear a tool belt. So Nick Thompson was his name and he gave us the opportunity to me and what few other people that I knew at the time working on that building in D.C. And that's how I started, man, 16 and a half, 17 years old. And, uh, I was there for like two, three years. Um, I learned the whole thing. Nick Thompson moved to another city and, um, Eric led for, give me the opportunity to do a bunch of houses for him. He, he, he saw me working and they was looking for, you know, a cruise and he was, uh, he was um he noticed that i was the one running the cruise so uh he gave me the opportunity and then uh we built a bunch of houses you know framing a house per week maybe you know two weeks a house and it was until like 2008 2009 with everything crushed with the um with the economy yeah. all the new houses collapsed uh, yeah. and um the I start working on uh, renovation. I remember, you know, now everybody was scared to build new houses. So it was the time to do renovation, you know, bathrooms, kitchens, and sometimes a few additions coming up. And that's how I start. I, I how I keep going, learning and, and um, developing more experience. Um, you how know, I was you? coming back. So,
1: sorry, Dave. I just wanted—I uh, wanted to just backtrack a tiny bit. How did you? Yeah. Did they let you use the machinery? That were they welcoming you to try to pick up the machinery on the very first job when you were just doing demo and you thought to yourself,
0: "Yes, so, uh, okay, yeah, yeah." I think it was uh, they. I started driving when I was eight years old, so I was <laughs> driving a four F to uh, a four F 1979 from my dad, and I learned that when I was eight. So. Um, That I saw the guy who was driving the ski ladder that time in the basement and oh I I like oh he's using his feet to to uh you know to operate the machine and he used I'm like okay so I learned and then I asked him if I you know if he can show me and kind of let me do it so he he did let me and you know I was always aware of my distance and things like that so they they was feeling comfortable to let me you know, learn and, and have more experience. And then you got some So confidence. that's how, yeah. From
1: there, and then you went to the other job, and yeah. What was it about carpentry that you looked at and you thought that this is what I I could potentially love doing? What was it? Well, that, the,
0: yeah. The first the first moment that I have contact with when Nick Thompson hire us, and he said, but you guys need to buy you own tool belts because uh, you must need. Uh, You must have your tool belt. So we end up going to Home Depot. It was a different brand of uh, hardware store. It was a a, a completely different brand store, uh, hardware store. So we went there and we asked for tool belts. To be honest, I don't even know what was a tool belt. I saw it, but I don't know if that was a tool belt. So I saw the leather tool belt and I'm like, oh my God, this is nice. Then I put the square, then I put the hammer. Then the guy, he was guiding us what we need to fill it up, the, the tool belt. And that's when I knew that, that that's something that I you know feel passionate about it. And then when we show up to work on, on framing, it was a brand new you know um, foundation, concrete foundation, and it was a bunch of packs of uh, lumber. So at that time I was like, what the hell are we gonna do here, right? So Nick start opening up the package and he was explaining us like, this is a two by four, this is a two by six, and this is a pressure tree lumber. And will we will use this for going up the foundation, and that's how I start. And I'm like, oh wow! And in, in about two weeks, I saw the whole house complete, and that's when I'm like, oh my god, this is this is what I want to do. And that's how you know everything everything is. And then everything
1: just went crazy because now you're you're basically doing fine cabinetry outside you know now you're like doing such detailed stuff such intricate stuff and i'm always like in awe of any tradesperson that's in the business that no formal training you're just passionate about it and then you 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 ask the right questions you speak to the right people they give you a small opportunity and you make it into a huge opportunity and then you just learn from that right
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes. I was always, you know, willing to learn and ask questions. Uh, and, and honestly, it's not. it, it was a few questions. I did ask a few questions, but mostly was looking at the people, you know, how they grab the hammer, how they grab, you know, where they put their, their measure tape, you know, things like that. It just... It's just like, okay, that guy is doing it that way and that guy is doing it this way. So I, I kind of like, and then you make you own, like you you take your own decision, which one worked better for you, right? So, but it was more passionate about, you know, the, the, the industry. So how has it dramatically
1: changed since then? So that would have been the late 90s. And then now you're basically talking about 25 years of your career going from there yes. to now. It, has it completely changed for you? Is it almost still the same? There's still like the
0: basics of it is still there. Well, it changed in 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 a way. Now we use in Coreless, everything with 95% of the tools we use in a uh, job site is Coreless. So that simplified the um, you know, the, the jobs. You know, you don't have to carry a cord when you're gonna cut um you know a, a gable plywood all the way up in the roof, you're, you, you have, a um, you know, skills, so cordless, that is a big change. And, uh, but no, I still feel the same passion I feel, you know, 25 years ago to go up to a job site for me, is you know, and especially if it's Friday, it's a brand new house on Friday with, with a new foundation in the pack of lumber drop and ready to go. You know, I want the, uh, I want the walls go up on Saturday, you know, and leave it all brace out to come back on Monday.
1: What is that feeling, David? Like, what's that like when you show up on a job site and it's just stacks of lumber that have been left for you and here's the project, make it
0: into a house. What's that feel like for you? I, I, you know, I, I always got that question. And I think like you carry all your tools in your truck or your van, right? And yeah. you come in with, with all these, all these, uh, tools to a job site and you in charge to make something for somebody. So that feeling is like, man, they trust in me to build their home. They trust me to do, you know, what they're going to spend a bunch of money. That's a, a big responsibility, of course. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad and I'm blessed that, you know, I was the, the guy to do the job for them. So I, it's, it's, it's something too hard. It's hard to explain in, in, in words, but no, it, you're it, grateful. the feeling is incredible.
1: Yeah, you're grateful that you're being given the opportunity to build their home.
0: Yeah. And, said, and honestly, sometimes you cannot sleep, you know, because it's a lot of responsibility, you yeah. know, like, oh, my God, that's, you know, uh, $200,000 window package or a door package like in the house we built in New York, you know, and then one of the doors was leaking. And and for that three months period until we find out what was going on with the water leak in the, in the, in the door, you cannot sleep. I cannot sleep. Yeah. You know because like wow I, we just spent 200k on the doors and I, what i did wrong To I, I did not do the proper installation you know and and um i was really like oh my god you know that that cannot be poss- possible possible and uh we discovered there was a manufactured defect from the the threshold on the door and i'm like wow this is a ten thousand dollars door and it's leaking you know
1: everybody has an opportunity to make a mistake and they may maybe they forgot a step or something and then you get it and then you try to think about it but i guess it's the same thing as when you were a kid and you're much younger you're still thinking the whole day before you're still thinking the day after you're still thinking about how to I could have did that better. I could have did this better. I could have, uh, you know, for tomorrow I'm going to get this done, and, and so on and so on. I'm assuming that's how you're looking at it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Are you passing that on now? Or are you teaching that to the younger kids that are coming in? When you like how you came in at that same time, because you got to be seeing the twenty somethings coming in now, and then you're they're watching you. They're paying attention to you now.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking for the right team you know I'm still looking for the right team I have we have three guys and myself sometimes we got four guys and um they're younger than me obviously I'm trying to teach what I know uh but I I would love to have you know younger kids 18 20s my son is 17 Alejandro and he's been with me and you know summer and when he's off school and, and he really impressed me. I mean, he got talent, honestly talent. And uh, the way he thinks on, on, a, on a job site, uh, he was about eight years old when um, we was doing the, the fence here in the house. And he was helping me to do the fence. And at that time we was screwing the boards and my uncle arrived and he was talking with us and me and Alejandro was putting a bunch of screws. So I saw him stop and he run to the truck and grab another drill. And then he come to my uncle and, be, and he give the drill to my uncle. And it's like, well, we're gonna be here for a while. You might <laughs> as well, you know, helping us. Yeah. So for that thinking it's like, well, yeah, he he's thinking about, you know, efficiency. If you are here and if you talking, you know, like have a have a drill and start putting some screws. We work and finished. talk, work and talk. Yes. Yeah, we can yes. talk
1: and we can still work. We can get both
0: of them done. But I would love to have a uh, younger generation, I mean, younger kids, you know, like learn so they can learn the traits, you know, and feel the same passion uh, I have in the past. Um, working with your hands is something that, you know, it's for me, it's very satisfying, like show up in the morning to a job site and, um, you know, four or five o'clock at the end of the day, turn around and look what you've done. And it's it's the satisfaction that you feel is amazing, you know um sometimes i don't don't really charge enough for what we do but you know i'm like i'm enjoying david trust
1: me none of us charge enough for what we do it's just yeah it's
0: just the industry that's how it is but
1: i want to ask you how's it been for you the last three years has it just been lots of work going up pricing going up material going up has your labor gone up everything's gone up or clients changing their mind you're going through everything that uh, that we all are going through everybody's going through across the country
0: right Well, beginning of the pandemic it was um it was kind of slow maybe the the first month or two cuz everybody was like they don't know what the hell they was going to do but we have lineup up work already and um i never been you know busier than ever i mean we were very busy um through the whole pandemic, now I have a couple projects already like signed for for the next you know uh, year. And um, the the only difference that I feel compared to last year, I, I don't have, have no more phone calls like line up work for like a year and a half or more, and 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 now people are more like carefully what well, how they're going to spend their money in the next year or two. Maybe because they hear a lot of different things at the economy. But um, the two or three projects that we have currently, they going they going very strong. So we've been busy. We've been really, really busy.
1: Are you concerned, uh, David? And
0: are you worried? Not, not, not really. No. Uh, not really. Uh, see, to get to, uh, not really. It's always something to do in construction. Uh, I mean, you have to live somewhere, right? And and here in the U.S., we have a lot of demand of housing. I know the interest rate went up for a. For you know, uh, compared to last year, but it's still a lot of people's looking for houses. So we, we, we're going to, we're going to be busy. And another thing, a lot of people retiring and not enough younger generation is coming to the trades. So that's going to compensate. Even if we slow, we still going to have things to do because, it's not enough people in the trades. I mean, we're struggling to find people to do things. I mean, it's a lot of people that were willing to work, but they don't really have the experience. We don't, we don't have qualified people to do uh, like plumbing, HVAC, um, electrical, you know, carpenters. We don't have, we don't have enough to do. I mean, it's a lot of work everywhere and we don't have the enough people to do all the all the work.
1: I'm curious, your son, What is all of his, like his friends, what are they, are they interested in construction? Do they come by the job site or are they interested in other things?
0: Uh, He got, he got a few friends that they already working on construction and going to a school. And he got one that he went to, he's working uh, four hours, I think every day and he's going to school for electrician. So they know that, uh, you know, this is not um, like it used to be like, you know, back in the day, a carpenter or or construction worker was seemed like oh you are doing this because you fell in school right now you can see that it's a potential uh, a good career in the trades if you know how to handle things you know I always tell Alejandro I mean I don't care what you do but you must learn you know some the, the basics on 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 trades because you never know what you're gonna do right and if you good with the tools and good with your hands. you're gonna be okay even if you don't have a career but But he's in school and he's he's doing really good so but but also
1: he'll have his own house one day and he'll be able to do whatever he wants to it and fix it and take care of it right same way that you are. absolutely yeah yeah
0: yeah absolutely did
1: you david did you ever think that this is where you were gonna be when you first came to america and you were looking around and you had no idea but is did, did you ever think that this would be it
0: well, not the specifically this scenario, but always, I always, I always uh, working on um, framing when I was building, you know, the walls and things like that. I always, in my mind, I always put myself like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run a, a company or building, you know, like I'm gonna be a builder, and and this is what I want to do, and and yeah, I, I, I visualize maybe when I was 16, 17, I was thinking already like, yeah, I want to be a builder, and you know. Do the things right and and um to, for for 20, 20 2009 2009 to 2014 it was a little bit of up and downs right the economy was not great we have a lot of issues with the economy but i was always on the grind to get you know um more experience in the construction so um I always do side jobs for clients. So I, I have a particular client in Alexandria, Virginia, that he was going to ready to retire in, in New York and upstate New York. And um, I work for him on the weekend. So sometimes he needs, you know, a small task on his house and I go and do it. And talking to him, he asked me if I was interested to do a, a small project in New York. He was looking for a lot and he was going to buy a uh, he was gonna uh, build a house a small cottage he say and i and, and like i always say yes to everything right so because we we wanna please people and we yep. want to service people i always say yes and so six months later after that conversation he called me he said david i have the i have the property in new york i already have the plans i want meet i want to meet you on site with the architect mm-hmm. at that time i was like ah that's OK. I, at that time, I didn't have any experience with the house from the beginning stage. Right. Because I come from the background framing and then a little bit of, uh, you know, renovation kitchens. And uh, sometimes we do uh, in additions, but never, never for the background to show up in um a, in, a, in a piece of land without dryways, electric. You know, how, how are you going to handle that? Right. Yeah, Yeah. But I say, yes, you know, it was in 2014. I say, yes, let's let's go check it out. What what I have to lose. Right. So I end up went there and um, show up to these um, 17 acres of um, uh, full of uh, apple trees, uh, beautiful landscape. It was around. um, um, yeah September of 2014. Beautiful landscape. And um, I saw the architect there and he say i hear a lot of good things about you david you are the one that's going to build their uh, mr sears dream house and in a project so at that time i was like oh this is serious and i feel a lot of fear right like oh shit, i don't know i don't know i don't i don't even know who to call right now to yeah. to find out about driveways you know where i'm gonna get the weld i don't know any experience of that i don't have any experience of that and i was in a different state right so i don't even know the codes i don't even know the you know where to go get the permits what i need and but then i start that was the, that was the beginning of my journey to complete the project that and and that took me five years you know go back and forth uh for close to five years but it was honestly four years and and um good roberto a friend of mine we we worked together for like 17 20 years together he really understand we really understand uh, each other working together so I, I convinced him to to take me to take this journey with him with me yep. and uh, um so we did it we, we did it we did a whole house it was 6000 square feet the main the main house we did um 3400 squ- uh, square feet guest house and we did a studio um like 2200 square uh, studio work studio and um the experience was phenomenal you know the 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 excitement and the fear and the uh, you know not be able to sleep well at night because it was a lot of things to do at the beginning and you know but i was feeling confident that we can do this and um the last time i talked to michael um the, the owner we uh, we end up having dinner in New York City. And I say, I asked him, what do you what are you was thinking? I mean, I, you know, I didn't have the experience. You know, I didn't I didn't you know, this was a big challenge. And he said, David, when I when I was talking to you and I mentioned that project to you, you will you, you wish to see your eyes. Your eyes just completely spark. And that was my decisions that you are the one to make my 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 uh, dream come true. And, um, so we work a lot with uh, Melanie, that was the wife. She got a lot of good ideas and very complicated ideas. Um, as you guys can see, uh, on my Instagram feed, I have a lot of, uh, pictures of that project, the, 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 the door, the front door, uh, is beautiful. The tile work on the, the details inside the house is completely insane. Um, and, and. I was be I was capable to do it because I believe on myself. I say, well, I, I don't have the experience, but I will find the answers for whatever we're gonna do. I don't care if I have to be, you know, away uh, at night to, to, um, you know, to collect all the information that I need for plaster, you know, the uh, faucet things, like all the all those things, you know. And um, now we have uh, the house. They give us a house every year uh, uh, for a week. The, uh, they give us the whole property for a week um, every december they go to a, to a trip and we go with my family and enjoy the property that's very and nice. see what i have done yeah, yeah that's and very i nice. and i told my wife and my kids you know every time we turn up uh, turn on the, the switch or open up the water faucet my my mind recludes the whole memories you know yeah. from uh, cold winters working late you know trying to, to cover it up because it was going to rain or it was going to snow or, or you know, fixing a window. You know, those memories are, you know, like, oh my God, we, 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 we have a very good journey and learn a lot from it. That's not a small so, project,
1: David. That was that's a big project there, especially out of state. You know. Yes, it was, yeah. it was.
0: It was. And and one of the things that I suffer over there, it, it's in Hudson, and and it's not enough people to to do to, uh, work there. Honestly. So how did you find so, people?
1: Where did you find people?
0: We did we did find people. Uh thankfully we find Kevy. Kevin when it was the guy who helped us to do all the plumbing, all the electrical work and uh I was lucky enough to find him because he's very very good on what he does. So um he also guide us for the permits and you know the whole things he connect us to who was going to do the excavation, driveways and and, you know, the well and that's, you know, I, I think no matter how much money you have, if you have good relations, you you will succeed, you know, yeah. like you must know who to call when it's things like that. So are I there, was I was very lucky to find uh kevy Are there different
1: the rules? Are, are they slightly different in New York than they are in, in Maryland there?
0: Yeah, a little different. We was very lucky because the inspector. He was about seventy-two years old, and he only do inspections on Tuesday. And he was a really, really nice uh, guy. compared I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna say wrong, but the the inspectors here in the area, they, they, they a bunch of asses, Honestly, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they give you, um, they give you shit for every single thing, you know. Like, um, are they young?
1: Are they young inspectors or yeah, they... yeah,
0: younger inspectors? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so but the seventy-two-year-old, he's not. He wasn't. He was nice. Uh, actually, actually, he was impressed. He was like, "Oh my god, you had." And where is the rest of the people? You know, we was three guys with the forklift clip with this uh, telehander. and I'm like, "No, we are, we are the crew. That's three, it. three guys. That's you know, it. we are the crew." And uh, he was very impressed, and and we were talk about you know the the community out there. It was not it you know a lot of hispanic community up there so he was also happy that you know seeing a diversity on the on the construction trays there and you know that and, and then up there that first and the second inspection meetings it was more and more like now we know who who will dealing with and Kevy, uh he knows the inspector pretty well so yeah, yeah. Uh, so it made it smoother, so electrical, but then you, plumbing,
1: came, you came back home and then you're dealing with. The way it is here. Yes, I
0: mean. yes. Actually, when I did my house, that was two, uh, uh, three years ago, right before the the the, the COVID nineteen thing. Uh, we uh, I re- I renovated my whole house and I finished up completely this this work studio, this workshop studio, and the inspector here it was giving me a lot of uh, a lot of issues. My I did addition to my house and we put a big window on the kitchen. And they required to have have, um, uh, outlets for, you know, like electrical outlets um, every two feet. But the window right in front of the sink, it was six feet. And my backsplash, it was barely, you know, two and a half inches between the window and the seal. So it was kind of funky. Then I already put, you know, backsplash and... He want me to do a freaking outlet in front of the window, right above the window, right, right there between, you know, two feet from the sink, or thirty inches from the sink. And I'm like, dude, I have twenty four outlets here in the kitchen. I'm not freaking gonna use. I got three in the island, you know, two on each side, one in the middle. So, it, it, yeah, he wasn't. He was not. What um, was the compromise? How,
1: how did you? How did you solve that problem? So
0: I say, okay, let me let me see what I can do. I'm gonna call my electrician and see see what I can fix. And I called the I called uh, Merritt, uh, the guy who did uh, the electrician. And I'm like, dude, we're gonna just schedule again and see see what's gonna happen. You're gonna be here with me and see what what's gonna say. He will, and let's see what what gonna say. So we schedule another um another um appointment, another meeting, inspection, and another guy came. And he was impressed with the work. He was like, "Man, this is signed," and and then just you know, like. So the other guy was done. Just, He was just we being a pain. The other guy, yeah, 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 and and as soon as he walked from his truck, he was already coming with the red paper. You know, like like you're not gonna pass. Like you know. And I don't I'm like, like guys okay. like that. I don't like guys like that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I say, well, the plumbing guy and the the mechanical um, inspector, he was very polite. He is my, my um, plumber guy was here that day and he was very polite, very polite. He uh, he's explained us new codes. Why the, why we uh, have to do it this way? Why we have to do it that way? So that was different. You know, that was like, OK, we're learning, you know, like we we we're going to going to do uh, it's my house god damn it i, I want to do it right you yeah, know what i mean yeah i don't want to cut corners especially my house is it like us like what well, us
1: over here in toronto it's one inspector for just electrical and then it's one inspector for everything else is it split up like that
0: too there uh i think that well here is it it, it it varies by counties yes but here in my county where i where i am um it's the building inspector who is in charge of uh you know foundation and uh, framing and you know mechanical, structural yeah and uh and it's another guy for plumbing so it's a different different guys and then the final guy it's it's another one it's completely different like three or four different people Um uh, well, on the different inspector departments. for the mechanical is also part of the electrical or is the electrical yeah separate? No, no 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 mechanical is one and electrical is another one it's a separate one okay a yeah. separate one. Yep. yep. All right. Yep. Cool.
1: Let me let me take a little break here for a little bit of history and uh, I'll just chat uh, about history of the nail gun. What nail guns are you running
0: these days? Your cordless battery? We uh, depending if we frame in a house and we are three or four guys, we use pneumatic and we use Paslo. And if we doing a little bit of, you know, fixing here, there or working in the basement, uh, we do Paslo also and battery and gas. We tried the battery ones, but they not have the, you know, they not there yet. They pretty heavy and they not there yet. But that's all all I want to hear.
1: That's all I want to hear, because that's the truth. That's all it is. As long as you use the yeah. pneumatic and pass load. Um, 1862, Doing Manufacturing Company developed the very first stationary machine that fed and drove bulk nails. They were only used in industrial plants to mass produce pallets, uh, crating, and other wood products. 1907, the first commercialized version, fully portable nail gun was developed. It was a handheld bulk-fed nailer that still required the use of a hammer, but it sped up the nailing process. 1944 is when the very first pneumatic nail other showed up on the market there wow. uh 44 not that long ago right and it was actually used on the spruce goose which is the biggest plane that uh Howard. Howard Hawks, he's the one that built that. Uh, this led to the very first successful portable bulk nailer, which is the new Matic Nailer, uh, developed and commercialized in the early 1950s. Uh, it was for nailing wooden roof decks, uh, boards used prior prior to the introduction of plywood. From there, nail guns became lighter, faster, and more efficient, but they all combated with the, uh, the issue of recoil. Spot nails solved the issue in 1958, and then after chief engineers saw a demonstration of the pop-up, uh, type air system used in the pilot injecting seats of fire aircrafts um that's how they got that idea much smaller simpler version of the technology is now is what we're so used to today so basically someone wow. ejecting from a plane is what kind of got them the idea to uh not have that kickback on the thing but i guess nobody's figured out how to make batteries lighter and cordless guns lighter uh i don't know until someone figures out how to make a battery much lighter it ain't going to be used to, unless for back framing Small jobs, little projects, that's it, but the majority of it is going to be pass load and pneumatic.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think they're not there yet. Um, especially for roofing. I mean they demand a lot of you know a lot of nails per minute. so the yeah. battery is not there yet.
1: Is there something David that you haven't built yet that you want to build that you come across a client that hopefully will give you an opportunity to build it?
0: Uh, timber frame. You haven't done timber um, framing. You want to do timber no. framing? Yes. Actually, when I was in upstate New York, I was looking for a place where I can go and learn. And I find um, a school in Boston. I think it was in Boston. But um, the class already passed when I check. So they do it uh, twice a year, I think. Okay. And, um, man, I I, I really want to do that because I I for me to work with the chisels and you know big timber frames and see that come together it's just something that i really want to do in the future
1: and hoisting sure. it up and you need a bigger team for that i don't know if three guys can do it
0: uh the, you know the, the the key that i find in um in um framing is that if you have three guys and a telehunter or, or forklift you you you'll you be fine you'll be fine you'll be fine <laughs> You can do it over here. We got crews that are five
1: guys sometimes, and and they and a telehandler. But I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Three guys and a telehandler, you can totally pull off. You can build anything at that point.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we built up the the house uh, in 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 New York with three guys and a telehandler. You know, and obviously, job site needs to be clean all the way around the house to move the machine. But uh, absolutely, you you can definitely do it. What's the
1: style of homes out there by you? Is it mostly you're dealing with siding and wood cladding kind yes. of products? Not a lot of brick.
0: No, no, no. It, some, some, some um, uh, places. Yes, they do have a stone, but maybe on the front. Yeah. And some, some, fa- you know, on the fa- on the on the face of the house. But mostly are yeah siding, uh, lap siding, fiber cement. Now it comes uh, um, a lot of a uh, LP smart side. Also, it's taking like yeah. a lot of, of the. Yeah. I know that yep. product as well. On the I, interior, I, I, I love the product. I, I love the product.
1: On the interior, what are they? What are clients asking for these days? On the interior, what are the kitchens looking like? What's the flavor, style, everything?
0: New York, New York, and 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 up in um, upstate, they doing a lot of plaster. I was surprised they doing a lot of plaster. Really? And uh, yeah, a lot of so plaster. full Venetian full plaster, cold, really. Da- yes, yes, diamond finish, uh, Venetian plaster. It's insane how they they do it. I, I was impressed because here I came from you know Maryland or, or Washington D.C. on a regular homes that are only drywall, you know, uh, simple drywall finishing, and that's it. Paint, and that that's it. Now when I went to New York, I saw a lot of guys. They do, especially Portuguese people. They do a really good uh, uh, plastic work.
1: But talk about a shortage. There aren't that many guys that know how to do that properly.
0: That is that is the issue now, and I think it started when I arrived in New York. You know, a lot of people was like, "Yeah, we have a lot of work, but we just don't have the, the people to do it." Yeah, and and that that take time to to learn the skill. You know, and that is not going to happen overnight either.
1: I don't like there aren't that many people that teach it.
0: Yeah, like, that is that is another a big issue. Yeah, right, because we saw a lot of people they good at what they do, but they not you know they're not willing to teach i don't know i don't know what's what they thinking like if they pass you that knowledge you might gonna take over but obviously uh, i think we're too it's a lot of that. freaking work everywhere uh, you
1: know no that's what i mean is like they need to hand it off they have to hand it off to somebody else so then somebody else can take it but i i don't yes i don't i don't yes. i don't get along with
0: those people i don't get it right but yeah yeah absolutely i'm the same way yeah i don't understand why they especially with like um Varnishes and finishes. If you want to ask somebody that it's very good at what they do on, on finishes. I noticed that, that I, if I ask, they, they, they like, look at me, like, I don't know, I don't want to answer, you know, cause, and I'm like, well, you know, okay, it's fine. Some people, they do, they don't care, but some people, most of the people that I ask and especially on varnish and finishes, they, they don't want to give you that knowledge. So I'm like, okay, well, we're not, we're not going to learn here.
1: Are there a lot of contemporary homes? Have you built a
0: contemporary styled home, modern? Yes, yes. It's a mix. See, Washington, Maryland, Virginia—they have a lot of taste. They have like Spanish styles on on some places. They have modern houses in in Arlington and in, in Alexandria, Virginia, um, where we're working right now in downtown DC. You know, it's a big building with a very moder- modern modern uh, finishes. You know, like less moldings you know everything is clean uh, big tiles on 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 uh, on a, on the bathrooms big towels on the uh, mantle of the fireplaces it's 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 a little bit of everything
1: so it's just whatever you prefer and then you tackle it you don't say no
0: yes especially especially with this company that we collaborate in in dc they they have a very good connection with clients and what i learned is that um they work uh, very high-end uh, in D.C., so that was my first step, you know, get to know the, the, the field, find out if we're capable to do it because it's not a, just as simple as looks, right? I mean, yeah, we came from background of uh, framing and, and, and install cabinets and make cabinets, but being in that field commercial, you know, on, on, a, on a seventh floor on a building in D.C., you know, it's hard to – make everything happen, you know, logistics, you know, materials, like everything has to go in an elevator now. Um, you know, so it has to be a little planning, you know? So David, let me ask you, I want to,
1: do you think that all of us in construction are getting paid too little or too
0: much or just enough? Wow. Depending, depending, who, I, I would say, Depending of the areas, um, it's all depending, you know. Because DC, I park in the wrong place and I get tickets for eighty dollars. Eh, welcome to know? my so, city. That's the same thing. I know.
1: Yeah, I know. So
0: working in the city, working in the city, sometimes you you quote a, a job and you probably gonna be having issues on the end. Yeah. Now, on the suburbs where you have no problem with parking, you can deliver you a know, whole package of lumber. They can drop it. You can move your machine around. You know, you work more freely. And honestly, I'd rather do those jobs because I don't have the headache of, you know, move because the two hours parking, you know, the, the drywall of 10 feet is not going to fit on the elevator. So, you know, it's all depending. But, yeah, I think cities are more, you know, we probably should charge more on the cities.
1: But I mean, you've seen like, you've got about 25 years of differences where you got started and you were dealing with such little pay at the very beginning when you were just getting started as a laborer to now where you're building homes and you're, you know, PMing a a job. And I always feel that we're not making just like we're making just
0: enough. We're not making more. Yeah, than just that that enough, is yeah. Right? And I think people who are doing it is because we really love what we do. It. But if you put really, really on the balance, like if th- that is twenty five years ago versus today, I should be making more money, right? But it's not the case. No. But we're still gonna do it because we love to do it. And obviously, if you compare to sell to a twenty five years old starting guy he's going to be starting at the 20, $25 range and two years, he's going to be 35 and you take, you know, 20 years to get to that level, you know? So, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of a variance there. We, 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 we're not making enough if you will.
1: And what about the schools? Are there a lot of schools in your area there? Are a lot of kids, uh, have access to get into trade schools or learn? Yeah. Trade schools.
0: No, 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 no. Nothing. I think, uh, 15, 15 years ago i think they they cancel for some reason they they cancel workshops because the abilities insurance and i don't think it was enough people interested in on trades right now they they start open up again you know like now, now few schools are open it on on on, a, on a trade schools because we really need it we need we need um uh, we need people in the trades even if we don't educate we don't you know capacitate new generations we're going to be in struggle in the next 10, 15 yeah. years. Yeah.
1: But I mean, like David, there's there's a lot of guys in the construction industry that feel let that happen because then it will allow us to charge more. And I don't think that's what's going to allow us to do. I think that we'll still have to be charging the same amount. It's just the projects will take longer um and you may not make as much money. But I don't think that you'll be able to turn around and go, well listen, I can normally charge $50, but I'm going to charge a hundred dollars now. I don't think that's going to happen because there's a shortage of people in this industry.
0: You don't think it's going to happen? No, I think I don't don't think.
1: So you think that if, if there's so much work, you can go to the client and just say, okay, here's my price. And the price is just so high and they'll just have to say yes. Do you think that they'll say yes? Or is a client going to turn around and say, well, we're going to hold off. We're going to wait until the economy changes and turns and then gets leveled out. Um, it's a little unfair, right? Because you've seen home prices go dramatically up over that twenty-five year, but you probably have seen your wage double, maybe at the most two and a half times, right? So it's like you have clients that have spent so much money on the home, but they don't want to spend so much money on the craft.
0: All right. Well, I see a little bit of of. Um, I, I see. I see people accept the high prices. Really. Yes, They'll just I, get I, yes. it done. That's it, right? We need it yes. done. We want it done. Yes. We found
1: you. Yes. We like you. So you're yeah. going to do it.
0: Yeah, I think I think it has to be a lot with the clients that you're dealing with. For example, my client in New York, uh, we never talk about numbers like, you know, we never talk about how much this is going to cost. So I was being honest and I was like, OK, well, this, well, this is for the materials and this is what I'm going to be charging for. Like, We never have issues uh whatever the number was um and and i was i was i was really fair on that project now i discovered that yeah if i be more or you know smart i I could make a lot more money uh that that's maybe he'd never say anything right but uh, i got big bonus at the end and i was you know i was very surprised when i get the bonus check and i was like oh my god i can you know it was a really good um feeling but um if I was more experienced on that terms, I can, I can definitely make more money, but now in my market here in DC and Maryland and Virginia, because we don't have enough people and a lot of people want to do or finish their their jobs. So take care of whatever they need to take care of. They, 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 they pay whatever, whatever they charge in. I mean, I know a regular carpenter with a little bit of experience can make $300 a day, you know? Yeah. Easily. You know, and, and and maybe sometimes more. I know um, a guy who do tile. He can make six, seven hundred dollars a day uh, if he's a good toddler So it's it's yeah. I mean, and back in two thousand, you know, two hundred dollars it was too much for a good carpenter. Yeah. Right now, three three fifty is, is is like the normal it's the norm there but a lot of guys are still asking for more than that they're trying to get more than yes right yes yes they just figure the
1: material cost is so much and i guess the expectations right clients are 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 almost expecting factory furniture style trim work you know such such precise carpentry right so you got to charge you have to charge right yes you've got more tools yes. that you're buying you're probably looking at different techniques and uh you know uh, uh, jigs and everything like that so you you've got to look at all these other things that are basically adding to your price your costs and your expense and then all of a sudden you got to pass that on
0: to the client right yeah absolutely i think i think another thing that i suffer a lot myself is that i don't have the the education on that part. I, I I'm always willing and so passionate about do things that I don't really think about transportation, right? Insurance. Um. Uh. What tools I'm using on this job? How long I'm I'm gonna be on this job? Who's using my my matter so my table so? So I'm always like, if somebody asks me to use the my tools, I always like, yeah, go ahead, do do it. You know, like. Um, I think on that part, myself, talking to from my own experience, I think I had to be more carefully like and, and and put it on paper, like what are we doing on this project and how much, you know, how much of my time and, and my tools and experience and my guys are doing, you know, are we are we doing these for pennies or, you know, sometimes we are. Sometimes yeah. we
1: just like we're so passionate and we love it so much that we just we are doing it for pennies. But that's just the learning process of it, right? I wanted to ask you, David, at what point did you start realizing you needed to focus on the paper side of the business? Because-
0: About five years to go. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah.
1: it took a while, right? It took a while for you yeah. to yeah. finally realize and probably wake up and just realize, hang on a sec, I need to figure out this paper side of this business to figure out, am I making a lot of money? Am I making a good amount of money? Where can I make more money, right? Was that a, what, what happened? Why, what, what happened for you to realize that you had to do that?
0: I was listening to um, a different podcast on the industry. Yeah, uh, since t- 2014, 2015, I started listening to a lot, a lot of podcasts, and um, I, I, I start learning that you know who, who was a, P- a PM, what was a PM charge, you know what they was charging depending of a state, and I'm like, wow, I'm doing, I'm using my tool belt, I'm managing the project, I, uh, I also helping on the design. I'm calling, you know, trays to coming in, uh, schedule people. So I'm like, man, I can easily be making, you know, a thousand dollars a day with all these tasks, right? But you're so passionate that you you work all those all those uh, all those different, you know, positions that you 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 like. You become normal, like okay, call 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 the the windows, you know, schedule the flooring, you know, uh, find out about the um, the paint color. You know, call for the tile, uh, design these, make sure these, this is not gonna fail, you know, what's proportional, this is gonna look all right. But that's how you learned, right? And and I was on that on that time, twenty fourteen to twenty nineteen, I was like, Well this, this is gonna be my school, you know? because yeah. these people is giving me the opportunity to honestly have the experience in a in in, in this in these situations. They give me like you know enough money to start. You know uh, uh, they helped me out to put my company. So so it was you know like a good start. I was like I was feeling like this this can be a really good learning curse le- learning journey, right? So at that time I was like yeah you know let's let's keep going. And I was writing down what I should charge for these in a future in a future events, right? On a, on a different. Uh, Projects, and that's how I learned. When I finished that project, I came to Maryland, and I received a phone call from a guy that he was going to build a brand new house on the Eastern Shore here, but 30 minutes from from me, on the Bay Area, and um, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this. So framing is going to be this much, you know. Now I break down the the faces of the of the house because now I have the experience, you know, foundation. You know, who's going to be in charge of electrical and things like that. So I put everything together and then I kind of like open up and be like, dude, this is going to be a, a, a close number. I'm not guaranteed it's going to be the, the perfect number, but this is going to be more um, of your final number. Yes. Square footage wise. Yeah. So that's how I start like, okay, I need to put the numbers on, on the right direction. Because if I quote $20,000 for electrical and I haven't talked to the electrician and it's going to be 30000 now I'm $10,000 off. Like, okay, yeah. where are I going to get that from? Right? Yeah. So I, and, and I honestly also call people, like find out about pricings and, you know, square footage about these, square footage about that, shingles, how much shingles cost on the area? Why is costing these, you know? And 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 write it down, write it down, write it down. And obviously, because it was a different market, it's a different market. Maryland, New York, also it's a different numbers too. Obviously, New York taxes and permits and everything is going to be more expensive than Maryland. You cannot bring the same numbers you have in New York yeah. versus Maryland, and you cannot do the same thing Maryland versus Virginia and Virginia versus D.C. So um, yeah, so I I put everything you know on paper. I write down the numbers, and then I can manage. That part and um, and 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 see also the 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 difficulty of the project. So if I like the staircase in that particular house, it was it was too much for me to take over. So I'm like, um, uh, I told the client, you know what, uh, we're gonna do the whole thing, and we're gonna hire up you know a staircase company to do the staircase. It yeah. was kind of like yeah. complicated. And he accepted, and by end of the project, he called a few companies, and you know everybody was like sixty, seventy thousand dollars the staircase, and that gave me also knowledge because I'm like, oh shit, I was thinking thirty, now is I know it's seventy. That's know? how we all and, learn. It, we
1: learn on every single
0: job that way. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it can be more. And I'm like, oh my god, I never told you know staircases it was going to be that much. You know, uh, I helped uh, uh some uh, someone to. Um, to put it together, um, a staircase project for uh, a big twenty-two thousand square foot house in Long Island. That uh, staircase was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> twenty-two thousand like, wow.
1: square foot house in Long Island. Just 20, a little shock, 20. right? For two people.
0: Yeah, yeah, two people and two. Well, two, two uh, couple and two kids. Four people four people yeah it seems like the it's going it, to be a little tight David it looks like it's going to be a little tight <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, the millwork there it was like 1.2 million just the millwork on the inside what was you in know, the basement was like,
1: what was going to get built in the basement
0: the basement it was um, hydraulic you know elevator for the cars coming down when <laughs> I saw that project I have pictures on my Instagram that house is completely insane man it's just insane um and and they also was willing to give me all the projects for the flooring. And, and I talked to David, uh, who is one of my mentors here in DC, and he's like, David, you have to be careful with these projects because if you make a mistake, they can completely this you know kill you on the market. You know, like yep. if you fail on this one, you will fail in the future with any yep. clients that you have, because they gonna they're gonna guarantee that they're gonna talk about you yep. everywhere. So I just helped them to put the, 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 the staircase together because they don't know who to call. So I, I I contact Jeremy. He's in New Jersey, he's the right person for that project. And the day we show up, he was already walking out with the check in his pocket for the staircase. So we was pretty happy about that. And I learned, you know, I learned like, oh my God, those numbers are, are insane. They exist. Uh so they're there. So you just have to find the right clients, right?
1: Any interest, David? I'm curious. Any interest at all in building back in Mexico?
0: Yes, actually, I did build my. Um, it, it's unfinished, but I'm building my 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 house there. Uh, but it's a different materials. You know, we yeah. Concrete, I wanted to cement. ask you.
1: Yeah, you you're using more of like a European style, like or you know. Yes. Like, yeah, it's it's not framing. I, it's not timber framing.
0: It's it's not wood, and I'm like I told Eric. One of, my guy, one of the guys that gave me a lot of work here in the area, I'm like, I think if, if we really think about what we, how we're building houses in America or in the north, we're just, we just maintaining homes all, all the life. You know, the, the, we just keep building and maintaining and building and maintaining. And we're building a brand new house. And in 10 years, we're going to redo the bathrooms, redo the kitchens. And we just over and over and over. If you see in Mexico and Europe, my house, where i grow up it's still the same you know we have yeah. a bathroom because we grow but it's still the same layout we're not throwing down nothing because you know it's still there you know but it's are they the maintaining most- are they
1: maintaining it here in america uh and then wanting to change it in 10 15 years because they're tired of the style and they want to change it or is it because the house is not lasting as long
0: I think what happened in America is that people usually move five times or six on their last lifetime. Yeah. So if you think about it, your first house you, you don't really care about it. Now no. you learn from your first one to the second one, and you want a bigger bathroom or a bigger closet. And and the house that you just bought is not, not having that. So what do you do? Call a contractor and, you know, do an addition or do something. So that's, that's a cycle, honestly. And in Mexico and Europe, uh, we 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 retire on our we we have one home for the for our lifetime, you know. Yeah. We don't have no five times. We don't move five times. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. We have to. Uh, we have to. I don't know. Uh, figure it out a different type of materials to 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 last longer. Not here? last longer, but you know. In here, yeah, in America. But yes. in,
1: I guess in Miami they build similar to that. They do that. There's a lot of concrete. Um framing, forming, a lot of yes. uh concrete slabbing that's cut out for windows. Um, there's a lot of that going on. So they built yeah, that so. way, but I guess they do that for hurricanes and for more protection.
0: Because they close to the water too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think here if you if you build these minorities, the I don't know. I, I'm not a science, you know, uh uh as, as expert, but I think um, it's a guy, uh, in Instagram, he's doing a uh, hundred years old house and he's doing everything with break. Okay. So he, he got a, a whole community in the United States, um, with all break. I'm going to send you his Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. i um, like to check it We're going to leave. And, and, um, I hear his, his way of thinking and, and makes sense, right? We, we are trying to keep water out with our materials, right? Like all the time, siding, shingles, and you know, all these materials that eventually they're gonna decay. Um what he's doing is not gonna happen in a in, in hundred years, 150 years, you know? And 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 he said we really need a six thousand square feet house for, no, we for don't. a example. No, we don't. So so we we don't, right? So we, we should reduce the square footage, make a better home the lasts for a long time, you know?
1: It's funny that you bring up the brick thing because I, I think brick from 100 years ago, probably even as far or as soon, as early as 50 years ago, the brick then was better and also the homes were better so the brick would last longer. I think the new bricks of today, just the mass-produced bricks, I'm not talking about the higher quality bricks, but the mass-produced, mass-produced bricks, they're failing They're not lasting as long. They're starting to crack. We have extreme temperatures here. You have extreme temperatures there as well, too. So it's going to be interesting to see what all the homes that are being built now in 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, what they're going to look like 50 years from now, if they're going to need to be changed all the brick. We don't know. Right. Because I just feel that the material itself is not as strong as it was. And also the homes are not, like you said, I agree with you, the homes are not built the same way. They're not built with as much care and interest for longevity. They're not designed to right. last a hundred years. So it's are we going to just demolish them and then build a new house again? And that's what's going to happen. That's that's what might happen as a result.
0: Right. I mean, if we're still using the same principles, yeah, we we we're probably going to do do that. I mean, whatever we're building right now in a hundred years, we 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 have to probably. Well, we're not going to be here, but they're going to de- demolish and build a new one. Yeah,
1: in Mexico, there are you guys just building right on grade, or you're you're not building foundations? You're just building concrete right on grade.
0: Yes, we do. We do the um, foundation. We, I mean, we dig depending of the you know uh, ground. Okay. Uh, but we we dig for foundation and then we go from there. We don't do basements like here in America or Canada. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're just doing a crawl space or I guess you're just doing a certain amount of depth. or not? Yeah, uh,
0: let's say we, we depending on the area, but we dig like 36 or 40 inches. We put, you know, uh, uh, they use a lot of uh, rocks to do the first, you know, a meter of uh, all the way around. Yeah. And then backfill it and then you start with blocks and, you know, uh, river and yeah. And I think those those freaking houses last forever forever. You they're know? Gonna, they're you not going right. to go
1: anywhere. It's just going to last. know, yeah. I agree with yeah. you. When you uh, when you see your son working with you, do you see that same look that you had on your face when you got that opportunity to build that big house in New York? There, does he have that? His eyes are lit up when he's working in with you.
0: Yeah, I, especially when I start paying him, good. <laughs> he, he he definitely he, he definitely liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the money lights but, up. Yeah, but I think it was, it, it's different because now he don't have the pressure. I I believe on my side, it was like my, I know what's going to happen. It was like, get me like, keep going. Right. And for him is like, okay, well, I'm going to help dad. But eventually I have, you know, school, I have homework, I have a life. For me as a 15, 16 years old, I was by myself, dude. I was, you know, uh, trying to make, you know, the, 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 a good decision and i always walk down the streets in dc and trying to like you know ment- mentality thing on my mind like what the hell i'm gonna be doing in 20 years right and i can and i was very young with a, less experience but i always like uh, thinking about my mom and my dad what they think seeing me what i was doing at that moment so i i, I was always thinking about them um when I make my decisions, right? Because I have, you know, I have moments with a lot of friends that they doing a lot of different things, drugs, alcohol, and things like that. And I'm like, "Do I? I cannot do that because you know, my dad and my mom, you know, they will feel completely embarrassing if I do, if, you know, if I take that way, you know. Now they came over here and they they love what they see. They but, see you know, what you create, what you can create. Yes, yeah. Yes, so yes. then they're proud of you at that point. Yes. My mom, she was very upset on the beginning when I take the decision because she want me to go to school and have a degree, you know, because we've been told that, you know, degree in a school is, you know, the way to get out of poverty and, you know, have a home and have a family. But I'm like, no, it has to be another way. I mean, I I respect whoever goes to school and learn and, you know, make a successful life, you know, teaching or being a doctor or whatever. But it was not me. Um, the only reason I stayed in school, in, in high school, at the beginning of the high school, is because I was really good running. So um, I discovered that I was uh, very fast on 100 meters. And, um, and and that's how I keep me three years in the school because I was winning every single ra- race, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was very, I was loving it, you know, like, yeah, I can, I can, I can run and beat anybody. And I was competing with university guys, you know, bigger guys. I was, I was doing 10, 42 on hundred meters. And Whoa. my coach, he was from Cuba. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my coach was from Cuba. And at that time we was going to go to Cancun to compete for the Pan Americanos, uh, um, Olymp- uh, some before the Olympics. The Pan American yeah. if you. Yeah, the part, Yeah, he said, David, David, if you win these, we we will we will make history with you. And I'm like, yes, yes. And and one day I decided not to go anymore, and I I wanted to come to America. And 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 they was very upset, yeah, because I, you know, I like let a lot of people down on that. They was believing in me. Actually, the state of Veracruz, where I'm from, um, I I, I came back four years later after that, and they have a plaque on the school, you know, cause I was, I was very good at running and, um, I'm like, shit. Yeah. I could, I could, <laughs> you know, be representing Mexico and in, in, in these running thing.
1: I want to David, but, I want to ask know. you, uh, I, I mean, it's like, I guess it's a personal question, but I want to, I don't want to get too personal with you, but have you ever asked your son why he likes construction? And then also if you've ever, ever had your mom or your dad, Ask you why you love construction so much? Has that conversation ever been had with both generations?
0: Not necessarily. A lot of people ask me if my dad or my mom has that, you know, construction or, and and to be honest, uh, my dad, uh, no, he's not a construction guy. He he's he, he 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 do things around the house, but he's not you know the best but the um my mom she's very um designing and an artist yeah. she's she's very she do a lot of things with her hand so i i relate a lot with her like if she see things in my house she told she kind of like we get together in on the same on the same uh conversation yes. now my son we, i n- i never asked him why he likes construction but uh, i i guess he um he like he he um, he likes to use the tools too. He likes to be around tools. Um, I don't think it's going to be a career for him because I saw him doing different things in school and, and and I told him go to engineer class or things like that. But he's not into that. He's more on the computer things and and other things. But uh, um, I took him when now when he was around twelve to New York and he he wa- he asked me if uh can we make something special for the house um like coffee table or something so we end up went to a um a sawmill you know um where they sell all these um, plank of wood yeah all and the we stock, bought, the uh, stock yeah. yeah yeah and we bought um, a big piece of uh maple and i i told him yeah we can make a coffee table for for the living room and um he st- i told him you know grab a uh, the sander you know, we start with the 80 degree sander, we cut a nice shape and you know, sand it and we're gonna put varnish, we're gonna go to Home Depot and get some, you know, piping and we're gonna put it together and we're gonna put it in the living room. And yeah, he was very happy about that. And he was like, Yeah, and, and then he he got that mentality, like, can we sell it? Can we can we make this in mass production and sell it? Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, we yeah. just need to find the right clients, you know, because we can and he started asking, like, how much we can can we sell it for? I'm like, I don't know, maybe five hundred. He's like, okay, 500, if we make this five uh, 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 a week, we can make, you know, he start thinking about, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, we so make this. He can
1: start taking care of your books. You can let him take yes. care of all the books and then figure out everything. No, that's smart. You never know. He might turn around and get into, I didn't have a direct line into construction. I kind of went around it at first and then went into it. So you never know. And now, you, I mean, you're heavily on, on social media. Podcasts are out there. There's lots of different ways of, I guess adding to construction without being in construction, um, Yes. You know what
0: I mean. So you never know; Maybe. he might end up there, right? Maybe. I hope. I hope he. Um, he. You know, as long as he's happy, I'm. 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 I'm happy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We went to. Uh, we went to uh, Texas uh, about two weeks ago for an uh, a trade show event for the Hispanic community. LP took me there for a presentation and i took alejandro with me and, um and i helped and he i, I told him you're going to be my assistant um in, in that show you're going to get paid and you, you're going to help me and um yeah he was all into it you know like carrying me the the materials you know trying to like oh, okay pero vamos a ser. you know like he 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 was helping me cuz he remembered when we installed siding yeah. like okay make sure we leave the 316s you know like we're going to do cooking at the end we're going to put set the window we're going to explain what we're doing on the flash chain and and um you know talk about the the, the if, if we are learning how to install proper you know we're going to have a better a better homes in in america so he was very happy and and, and it was very special because it was for uh it's a big show for uh um, hispanic community in texas so it was all hispanic latinos in their in their show it was also for americans but mostly um hispanics and he was you know feeling it like and and people that they know on social media or they saw our t-shirts around the uh event because i take the guys too uh he 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 was like like oh you you with the mexican carpenter you with the mexican carpenter crew so yeah i'm 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 Alejandro, you know i'm I'm the son (laughs) so he he feels proud you know like does he have a handle does he is he on social media too yeah, but he don't do he don't do anything besides no, no. Okay, like school yeah, but not even yeah. in the shop yeah, he, he doesn't tinker around in the shop there and build certain. Yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he 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 spent time here working on on things that he 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 likes. Yeah, when he uh um had to fix his control from the Xbox and he got you know he needs the tools he come over here and he fixed it and you know yeah 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 he spent a lot of time here.
1: I want to ask you, David. It's um. Are there things that you're building right now that you have to build because of building code, but you figured out new ways of building it, better ways to build it? Is there anything specific, like maybe a different way that you install Windows, a different way that you, I don't know, clad siding or something that, or some extra special details that you use, things like that?
0: Uh, Let's see. Um, I don't know if in Canada it's code but well here in the uh, penthouse that we work in, we have an issue uh, with the distance between for the faucet and the shower okay you know yeah if that, if that is a code up there or it's not a code there
1: is no code for, for there is no the actual code. the height of the shower head
0: yeah the, no. the height of the shower there's, head. there's only it's ma- all depending right yeah, it's it's if, all depending if, on if, marriage
1: if, code that's all it is, right? Wants, whoever's wants tall, whoever's short, whoever. Yeah, exactly. That's what that
0: code is. It, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, unfortunately, they decide to do a code. Um, what it, is the code? Not code, but 80. 80 no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They decide to do, I, I think, 82 inches. Like, is the standard here? Something like that. And, uh, and uh, everything, everybody agree on it. Uh, and then the homeowner walks into the shower and they say, oh, that's too high. You know, we have to bring it down with all, with all the tile finish. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, wow, that, that shouldn't be discussed before, right? That should be. or, or And I asked the plumber guy, uh, and, and he said, no, we do it all the time like that. It's, 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 it's the standard, they say. It's not code, but it's a standard. And, and now we have to completely demo the whole middle side of the thing and, you know, bring that down
1: the shower head down i mean with us here it's all about the the homeowners their height and whatever right, they right. want it right ideally you park it maybe six or eight inches at the most above the height of them right
0: and then yeah can get I, it. Ca- I cannot think about the, exactly your question many i cannot i probably uh, have to think about that one but no <laughs> i haven't really discovered anything new there's, or, uh, there's certain fix. things
1: i mean it wasn't that long ago that it wasn't even cold for us to put a membrane on the window opening before you install the window i was putting the membrane in the window before i was even asked to do it um you know like it wasn't cold at first for ice and water shield on the roof right and i was still putting it on there i was asking for that too right so it's just there's all kinds of little things that now is being done but at the beginning yes. of my career, I was already thinking, okay, yeah, that I want to do that. Doesn't matter if it's not code. If you see a piece of material that's rotted out, you take out the whole piece of material and then you put a whole new piece in. But a lot of people will leave it and then just put membrane on top of it and they just keep going from there. So there's a bunch of little things that the code misses, and then you still got to build it by their standards, and then you can get the sign off. Um, but I don't always agree with it.
0: Right? Yeah, I, I. I i i got you yeah i cannot yeah. think about something on the top of my head but i no, always no, complain fine. about what they what they put on the on the plans or what they tell me to do um especially in the high um, ways for example for instance here in my stairway going up to my studio it's a very sharp corner for my staircase right so they'd say uh the step of the stairs has to be at least nine inches um nine inches or nine and a half of the on the tread right okay but because it's in a corner because it's in a corner some it, 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 it's uh a pie, it finished about four inches uh-huh yeah so they say uh you you must have you know because if you put your feet there you're gonna fall and i'm like uh yeah you probably do if you're not putting attention but i don't think it's you know yeah so i i had to fix that one and like okay yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. now is there you david know. is
1: there one thing in the construction industry that you've got like a, a, a an issue with that stands out these days what's going on these days
0: uh, i saw a lot of posts on instagrams like water um like seals on the windows see a lot of people do like a five degree angle on the on the seals for the yeah. windows just in case water goes in and i'm like if water goes behind that you have a problem you didn't Flash it right. Yes. So you know, like, wh- why I have to worry about that? Like, if I do the five degree angle on that seal, I'm like, no, I better do the the the, the water fl- the flashing correct. That way we don't have um, issues. And I really like the uh, membrane on the bottom of the yep. window before the window goes in. Yeah. Um, also in the doors. I mean, I I'm a, I'm a fan of the uh, you know pan flashing uh, for water lake and especially if you have a deck and in, in front or a porch deck and water is going to you know splash there with your door all the way down so a lot of things that i learn uh on social media and and what social media does is push you to a, a better um a better build right yeah i mean you're learning from from the guys who are doing the the, the mistakes or who are doing it right and then you you take your own decisions all right, David, we just
1: got to do the 12 questions there. I really appreciate you being on the show. I want to let everybody know again, uh, www.mexicancarpenter.com. His email is PC at yahoo.com. And then on Instagram, it's the Mexican carpenter. Uh, you ready for the 12 questions?
0: Before that many, I yeah. want to take, I want to take the moment to explain, uh, why I decide to go on social media, yep. uh, on, 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 um, specifically on Spanish, uh, I find when I start doing the project in New York, I discovered that a lot of information um, it was in English. Yes. So I I understand English and I I kind of like communicate in English. But um, my the majority of my community in the United States they don't have the privilege, right? Or, or they don't know yet. So. I remember looking for information in Spanish for the manufacturer to, to be able to do it right. Uh, and I find a lot of, you know, like issues, like, Oh my God, this is not happening. I mean, most of the installers are Latinos, so they must, you know, so I end up going to a lot of different trade shows in, in, in in the U S and kind of speak to the companies and tell them like, do, I mean, you're missing out. Um, you should do a little bit of information on spanish because most of you installers or the end uh client is going to be the latino you know community yeah so that is the reason why i decided to do a spanish version of my the mexican carpenter 101 which was more for my clients with the beginning of social media especially in instagram it was more for my clients to see to let them know what we were capable of do right but then I discover like all this misinformation and I'm like man in America is a big big um, miscommunication on 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 information tools um, siding windows and um, shingles like this information and now uh, they seem like oh my god this is a big you know a big issue we are trained we are speaking to uh, engineers architects and designers but the end whoever is going to install it, it's going to be the 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 you know, seven out of 10 on any website in America are Latinos. Yeah. So we must know the freaking language. Yeah. I don't know about in Canada, but you must have also Latinos. Well, there's all kinds of languages, right? And I embrace yeah. it. That's,
1: that's why when we first spoke about you coming on the show, you had a slight reservations about coming on and talking about English, but you're yeah, yeah. communicating perfectly fine. But I mean, I, I like having other cultures on my job site because then I can get to learn to speak a little bit of their language and learn how they came or where they came from. And that's really valuable information. So it's, it's it's like amazing to you. And you should be thanked for that, that you've actually took the initiative to go speak to all the companies and let them know you're missing opportunities. Huge opportunities yes. here, right? If you yes. can actually speak to yes. them in their own language, then there's there's going to be a lot of valuable customers that are going to want to use your product all the time because they can communicate with you. Right. So it's great that you were the first one that
0: started doing that out of all the pages Absolutely. on social media. Right. And, and I always I always use this analogy like I, I always tell them that our community is very, um, very uh, uh, shy to terms to yeah. talk. If we we probably know a little bit of words in English, but we very shy. So we always look who is behind the counter to ask questions. Right. Uh, anytime I go to a dentist, um, you know, I'd rather have someone speak my language because yeah. I will probably communicate better on that you know i completely like feel better explaining them what the hell's wrong with me you know like uh, and same in construction like if you have a represent you know people to represent the companies in their own in our own language will be more like oh shit you know i will ask you definitely the questions that i really know which cocaine that i use for this particular you know product and and i feel afraid like oh that guy is going to say like i don't know what i'm talking about you know cuz we are afraid or we shy or we you know like insecure of what the hell we're doing but the, and then we have a lot of issues in construction we have a lot of missed, you know a lot of fucked up work because we don't have the right information yeah, yeah.
1: but i'll know? just say so this I'm david glad. it's not just it's not just spanish it's not just uh Latinos or anything like that. No, it's like it's almost that is applicable to every language. You can have people that are Polish. You can have people that are Portuguese that yes, just came to the country yes. here. You can have French people that just like they they are insecure about speaking to other people because they don't want to come across like that. Just the way you just said, yeah, you described it for sure.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's the reason why I'm social media and trying to you know get this. Um, and you're doing a you good know, job about it too. Honestly, you're
1: doing a very good job about it because I'm probably. You probably inspired a lot of people to get into this business and to to, to build bigger and better, knowing that you've got you who are you're doing the work that you're doing. And they're like, I didn't think that I would ever be able to, to pull off something like that. And they might be speaking to somebody that's giving them an opportunity to build a house like that. And then they get in, they take advantage of it and they go, this is what I built. This is what I made happen. Yeah. Yep. Good for you, Mary. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. No. So let, let me just get this and then we can wrap it up. I know it's a long day for you. Long day for everybody. Uh, you ready for this? Yep. What is your favorite construction word?
0: Let's make it happen. What is your least favorite construction word? We use we use a word to fix up shit. So we use a Mickey Mouse. So what we do with when, when we say Mickey Mouse is like, oh, fuck, I fucked up this. I need to make it, you know, better. <laughs> so we call Mickey Mouse. And that's my less favorite because we, we're going to fix something that we just fucked up. Yeah. But I think good carpenter is not the good. The, the good carpenter is who hire their fellers, you know, who hire their mistakes. That's a good carpenter. Yeah. So and and I point out a lot of my mistakes to clients when when they are done, when they completely, you know, I take pictures and I tell them, like, you're not going to believe this, but we did this and this is this is how we fix it. Right. And they cannot even tell. But um, we just, um, you know, take the responsibility and make it, you know, make it happened so but the war is mickey mouse and it's like that that that's a mistake that we we had to fix it's used i know it is uh what turns you on in construction working with my hands many working yeah. with my hands yeah. working with my hands and be out there you know learning using tools
1: what turns you off in construction
0: uh lately is um material shortage i not arriving materials on time on a job still going you know, on uh,
1: lots of that going on
0: Yes, uh, now uh, not any, not as much like a t- like a two years ago, a year yeah, and a half yeah, ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, still like you know we we have to wait for tile come from different parts of the world, and we have to wait three four months, you know, doors and windows for for these houses coming up, um, eight eight to twelve weeks, and you know that can be more. It's ridiculous. You know, I don't I don't, I know it's I don't understand why it's bad. What is uh, what is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse s- word, swear word, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucked up.
1: <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world?
0: Uh, I would say my F two fifty with the toolboxes. Cause I can put anything and I have a lot of rack. So I know a lot of people say a van. And I know then for... No, but it could be any things. car. A lot
1: of people say any yeah. kind of car. So, yeah.
0: 250 with my tools, man. If I uh, if I can drive it even on Sunday, because you know never know what's going to happen on the neighbors or whatever, you're ready for... Pull your skill saw and make something, you know? But aren't you
1: like... It's a good point you bring up about the van, because a lot of people have switched over to vans. But I find that yes. vans, you can't... I never drive my van on the weekends. Maybe sometimes on Saturdays, but I just never like driving it on the weekends. Uh, I wanted to just drive my car. So with
0: a pickup truck you still drive it on the weekends. Yeah, I drive my truck pretty much every every single
1: yeah.
0: day. And even if it's Saturday you Sunday if I go to anywhere. Yeah, I, I drive my truck. Sometimes I have another truck that but it's a pickup truck. So I know I have whatever I need on a on a truck. Yeah. And if case I need to pull wood, I need to pull trash, I need to bring my refrigerator to a house, you know, I can put it there. And a vent is a little bit hard. Um, especially if you're gonna hollow uh, trash debris from the city, you know. You I mean you have all the tools, you have materials in the van, and it's hard. In the truck, I have all my tools in the toolboxes, yeah. And I have four by eight, you know, uh, bed to put trash or materials, and you know.
1: Nice. What is your least favorite vehicle in the world? A small car, many small cars. Anything? Any no, not for car. me.
0: No, nothing. Eh? Uh, what construction sound or noise do you love? uh the reaping wood whatever um anything. with wood yeah anything you have yeah. a you have a the, favorite?
1: So, the sound you have a favorite kind of wood do you like working with
0: uh wow i like the smell of uh, cedar yeah it is nice yeah reminds cedar. me of summer it just reminds me of summer
1: yeah. uh what construction sound or noise do you hate
0: uh hammer. Hammer, hammer to a uh, uh, wood that is not fitting properly. Oh, that sound! So when you there. yeah, you're smashing yeah, like it, the smashing it. Yeah, because when you cut it right, you don't have to smash it. Right? <laughs> you just got like tap, tap, and it. You goes, gotta tap
1: it with a little bit of love, and it's all good. That's all it is. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? What else you want to try in life?
0: I I would love to do. Design, design my own clothes, design some of the tools that I think, um, It, 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 it I, I always tell the guys, I grab a tool and I say, man, if I be able to be in a design room with this tool manufacturer, I would change these, that, 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 and obviously put my Mexican carpenter logo. In the tool, have they said yeah. yes
1: yet? Because I've been asking for them to do anything like that since day one. Have they are they interested in listening to? You? Uh,
0: I talked to one of the, uh, the uh, one of the tool belt manufacturer in in, in California, yeah. and they say they love to they love to um, collaborate. Good and, and and you know, so it, it might happen in the in the future. Good. What uh, profession would you never want to do? I, I, my wife, she's a dental, she's a dentist and I, I hear everything. I, I, I probably know a lot of terminology of dentist, but what I don't really like is when she talk about b- biology. Yes. Um, and I, uh, biology for me is like, ah, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's change the subject, you know? <laughs> yeah. is No. But does she like you talking about building? Yes, we, she love it because she she even say right um, when everybody comes to the house or the studio or the shop and everybody compliment you know the nice yeah. beautiful yeah. whatever yeah. and she's like that's David that's David <laughs> that's David. Last
1: that's question. David. David. If but I
0: ask her, you know, she yeah, had good, she, yeah.
1: S- sorry, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
0: We got a lot of work to do. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> yeah man I, I i i really really love what i do and i um it, it, it for me to show up to any place with tools and and even even when i'm not working i carry my Leatherman and my knife and you know and, and 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 yeah if i move my my hands anywhere i can i you know anywhere i can i can be happy if i take vacations if i go to florida i'm also i'm also collecting things and working with my hands you know, rocks, uh, and i never stay still i mean i i always trying to do something you know just for you david thank you so much for your time i really appreciate you
1: taking the time to sit down and talk to us for this uh, i know everyone's busy everyone's extremely busy the holidays are coming up so all the best to you man i really appreciate you being on the show thank you so much man
0: thank you thank you i really appreciate invite. thank you
1: okay all right we're gonna we're gonna yeah we're out we're thank you angelina we are out of here thank you so much david